Chapter 6 of History of the Norwegian People, Volume 1 by Knut Gjerset. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 6 The People. In 1677 to 1698, the Swedish scholar Adolf Rudbeck published a large work, Atlantica es Mannheim, Ferre Jafeti Sedes et Patria, in which he sought to prove that the Atlantis described by Plato was Sweden, the original home of the descendants of Jafet, i.e., the Europeans. The work was held in high esteem until more scientific methods were introduced in archaeological research. Since then, it has been regarded merely as a literary curiosity. The theory that Scandinavia was the original home of the Indo-European race was again revived by K. Penka, who treated the question in a scientific way in his work Die Herkunft der Arier, 1886. The theory that the Indo-Europeans migrated from India into Europe has of late been discarded by many scholars who hold that the original home of this family of peoples must be sought in northern Europe. Of recent years, some scholars have come to regard the region of the Baltic Sea as the original home of this race. Noteworthy is the theory advanced by Matthäus Much that Europe is the original home of the Indo-Europeans, since in Denmark and the region of the western Baltic, relics have been found showing every stage of development from the earliest to the latest Stone Age without break or interruption. This continuous development is not found in southern Europe or in western Asia. The Indo-Europeans raised cattle and tilled the soil in their original home, says Much, and the domestic animals which have been thought to come from Asia are no doubt native to Europe. The attempted solutions of this difficult problem will probably never be much more than more or less plausible conjectures. A similar difficulty confronts us when we ask how long the Scandinavians have lived in the countries which they now inhabit. Archaeology shows a gradual and unbroken development from the Stone Age to later eras, with no interruption to indicate any invasion or sudden immigration of any new people. This would tend to prove that the Scandinavians have dwelt in their present home since the Younger Stone Age. Philology holds, on the other hand, that the peoples now living in the Scandinavian north have migrated into these regions at a much later period. The Norwegians are not a wholly unmixed people, any more than are other European nations of today. A considerable foreign element has immigrated into Norway from various countries, at different periods in historic times, and far back of all history there may have been migrations and a consequent mixing of races about which we know little or nothing. The theory that there have been in Scandinavia since prehistoric times two ethnically distinct elements is as old as the Rigsthula of the Elder Edda, which tells of the thrall, with his yellow skin and black hair, of the fair-faced and light-haired Karl, or Freeman, and of the Jarl, with light hair, bright cheeks, and eyes like a serpent. This idea of two distinct racial elements in the Norwegian people has been advanced by many leading scholars and anthropologists, notably by O. Rigg, Montelius, Vibling, A. M. Hansen, and O. Almgren. The theory of a migration from the east into Scandinavia was held even earlier by Schoening, Kaiser, and P. A. Munch. A. W. Brugger remarks that the older and more commonly accepted form of this theory is not verified by his investigations. What can be shown from archaeological finds, thinks Brugger, is that away back in the Stone Age there were two groups in Scandinavia, ethnically somewhat different. The South Scandinavian group, who at one time must have come from the south, had fixed homes and were engaged in agriculture. The northern or arctic group inhabited the northern part of the peninsula and must have come from the east or northeast. They lived by hunting and fishing. From Sweden they penetrated farther to Trindelagen and spread along the coast of Norway from Jerden to Finmarken. The South Scandinavian group advanced northward, and the northern group were either absorbed or driven out and ceased to exist as a distinct element. How great the difference was between the two groups and how far down in time distinct traces of the northern group existed we do not know. Scientific research has not yet been able to throw full light on these problems, 
but insofar as it is possible to determine distinct racial traits in modern nations, we are justified in saying that the Scandinavians belong to the Germanic branch of the Indo-European race. Anthropological investigation shows that they have reserved more fully the characteristic Germanic traits than have any other people. Skeletons found in the graves from early periods show them to have been at all times a tall race, and early accounts describe them as blue-eyed with light hair and fair complexion. The song Regsthula of the Elder Edda says of the lady whom the god Heimdall visits. Her eyebrows were light, her bosom lighter, her neck whiter than the white snow. Of her son it says, light was his hair, bright were his cheeks, and sharp his eyes like the serpents. These characteristics have been well preserved to the present time. The first extensive anthropological investigation of the Norwegians was made during the American Civil War. They were then found to be the tallest of all Europeans, the Americans and Indians alone surpassing them in height. In chest measurement, they were surpassed by none. For the last 35 years, the Norwegian recruiting statistics give complete data. A great improvement in the physical condition of the recruits is noticeable during this period. The increase in height has been so marked that the Norwegians are now the tallest of all peoples, surpassing even the Americans in this respect. Military statistics show that the emigration of the last 30 or 40 years, which has been thought to be so detrimental to the physical efficiency of the nation, has had the opposite effect. In districts where emigration has been especially heavy, the number of narrow-chested and weak-bodied persons has rapidly decreased, and fewer are now unfit for military service than formerly. The extreme northern part of Norway is inhabited to a large extent by the two peoples of the Mongolian race, the Finns and the Kfanes. The Finns are small, the men averaging about five feet in height, their faces broad with prominent cheekbones. Their complexion is dark, their hair generally chestnut brown, the growth of beard scant. In the inland districts, they live as nomads on their flocks of reindeer, with which they move about from the mountains to the sea coast and back again, as the seasons require. The greater number, however, live in permanent homes near the coast, where they are engaged in fishing. In 1891, the Finnish population in Norway numbered 20,780. Of these, 2,912 spoke the Norwegian language, the rest still use their own Finnish tongue. The Bible has been translated into their language, and the government has, especially of late years, done much to Christianize and educate them. The theory that the Finns once occupied the whole of Scandinavia, and that they were gradually forced northward when the Scandinavians entered the peninsula, can no longer be maintained. They seem to have emigrated from Asia at a time when the Scandinavians already dwelt in the peninsula, and they have never occupied a territory much larger than at the present time. The Kfanes are a large and well-built people. Like the Finns, they are found mostly in the two northern provinces, Tromsø and Finnmarken. Norway has, at different times, received immigrants from this Finno-Ugrian race. In the 13th century, some Permians came from northern Russia into the Tromsø province, but no trace of them can be found at the present time. More important was the immigration from Finland about 1600 to the forest regions along the eastern borders of Norway. Most of the immigrants settled in Sweden, but some located on the Norwegian side of the border, and the tract has since been known as the Finn Forest. They have now been so far assimilated that only a few individuals speak the Finnish language. The most important emigration from Finland to the northern provinces of Norway took place in the 18th century. It began during the Great Northern War, 1700 to 1720, when the Finns who lived in what was then Swedish territory were so sorely harassed by the Russian soldiery that many fled from their homes. The movement increased about the middle of the 19th century, but of late years it has ceased. End of chapter 6